Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I am your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you've had a good weekend or a week before. And I hope and I pray that you have a good start to the week as well. I hope you're well. You know, how are you doing? I hope all is well with you and your world. And um, I just pray that the grace and the mercy of God will be strong, will be clear, will be near to you and yours at this time and always in Jesus name so today we're going to be musing on what I've called ask in prayer <laughs> ask in prayer you know and it's it's um it's just a musing about praying and it's really odd I don't think we've done any musing specifically titled prayer but somehow of course we know the theme of prayer you know runs through everything that we muse about because the way that we talk to God is through prayer so a lot of that um you know so yeah i may not have expressly spoken about prayer but yeah spoken about prayer but um it, it's a central theme that runs through so this morning like i always do like i said i don't god doesn't allow me to, to choose these topics before the time actually comes so this morning i just started i was just thinking about prayer and about the fact that you know talking with God, conversations with God, and just realizing that I needed to use that opportunity more. I needed to pray more, you know, and I just needed to do more of prayer. And, you know, so I just went, you know, and checked through the Bible search engine. I use BibleGateway.com, by the way. Shout out to BibleGateway.com. Very fantastic Bible resource. It can help you check scriptures, phrases, verses. You can also check for words, you know. So if you want to research on faith, for instance, just put it in the search engine. And it shows all the places where, um, you know, that word shows up in the Bible. And then you can then choose Old Testament, New Testament, that sort of thing. So that was the resource that I used for the research for today's episode. And it's just generally talking about prayer. And yeah, so we call it Asking Prayer. I got it from a specific verse. And it's Matthew 21, verse 21 to 22, where Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, and all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. And I think for me, you know, prayer is just generally a conversation with the Lord. And I think, let me not do too much of a preamble, but maybe, you know, I should, yeah. So anyways, I think we all unconsciously have a preconception about what prayer is. And I think one of the greatest big struggles and challenges that we have is on learning what we may have been taught about prayer and learning afresh what it is through the Word of God and through relationship with with the Spirit of God. Um, And I think that makes the difference between the faith and the confidence that we have in prayer and of course the results and the outcomes that we get. And I think prayer um, concerns about, for instance, when we pray, does God hear us? You know, what happens? Does he, you know, where do, where, where do my prayers go? How do I know if God has heard me? You know, what what does, you know, you know, is, is it even worth it at all? You know, there's just a lot of, how would I say, thoughts that go through our minds or things that just, you know, sort of hinder us or, you know, are not very helpful when you're talking about prayer. So we're going to just muse into the words that at least God has led me to muse on today and 
you know every time when i do these musings they are so new they are actually we're learning at the same time that was i've said that before but i think it bears saying that today as well because i god god makes me pick the scriptures and then the reflective process starts and in the process of reflecting god you know we find out things god you know opens things up and everything so most of the time as i'm speaking you and i we're all hearing it at the same time you know i know that sounds really odd but it's just the way it is so there were some things that i i was like hmm that's interesting just as i was looking at the scripture that i could already tell where god was likely to take this musing but let's see where it goes so thank you for joining me and wait let's talk about prayer you know and what it means to ask in prayer thank you So let's get right into the scriptures. Okay, so we've read the first one where Jesus said, and he was talking, this was um, the backstory to that Matthew 21 story was when he had gone to the fig tree, he went and he saw that there was no fruit there and was like, what is this tree looking for here? You're not producing fruit, they're just there, you know, and he cursed the fig tree. And then when they came back the next day, the disciples saw that the fig tree had actually dried up and they were amazed. And then Jesus answered and said unto them that, verily, truly I say unto you that whatever things, whatsoever things you ask in prayer, if you believe, you know, you shall receive. He then talked about the fact that you could even say, you could, you could say, you know, look to this mountain and say, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And if you do not doubt in your heart, you know, you shall have whatsoever you say. You know, that was generally the concept of that, um, what he was talking about. But he was saying that ask in prayer and if you believe, you will receive that. Ask in prayer in faith. Ask in prayer, believe in and you shall receive. So now let's read this to, um, the next scripture, Luke 1. And this one I'm going to read. Is several a number of verses it's about it's the beginning of luke and it's about the story of john the baptist's birth and i think you know there was a, let's just say god led me to this typically this would not be a scripture i've chosen but there seemed to be a message there which i think is the direction in which god wants us to go on this musing today so verse 5 says there was in the days of herod the king of judea a certain priest named zechariah of the course of abia and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Verse 6, And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. That's very important to note. Verse 7, And they had no child, because that Elizabeth was barren, and they were both now well stricken in years, in other words, very old. Verse 8, And it came to pass, while he executed the priest's office before God, and there appeared an angel unto him so apparently zecharias was you know a high priest at that time and he used to be the one that would go into the holy of holies and you know and all of that and this time around boom an angel <laughs> appeared to him i can imagine that the bible says that he was very troubled he was afraid and fear came upon him verse 13 but the angel said unto him fear not zecharias for thy prayer is heard and thy wife elizabeth shall bear thee a son and you will call his name john and then it goes on. I won't read the rest of it. We're just going to read that Luke one. You know, so it was it's quite interesting because later on, after um, the angel says everything that he's going to say, then Zacharias now says, "How is this going to be possible now that I'm already old?" And then Gabriel now tells him, "Look at me. My name is Gabriel." I said, "Look at me. Well, my name is Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and you are telling me that what I, He's the one that sent me to give you these words, and you are doubting what I say. For that reason, you will not be able to speak." until this baby is born and when the baby is born blah 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 you know he now went on like that and when i read this one i was like ah, ah gabriel how far now you have i mean i was like you understand now this man will not believe that this is going to happen to him but gabriel that was the way gabriel answered him 
and I wonder, hmm, which of these angels, I don't know, did God instruct him to 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 say that if the man does not believe you, stop his mouth? But apparently, he had the authority to do that because when that really happened to Zechariah, and Zechariah from that moment was not able to speak until when his child, um, his wife, um, delivered the baby and brought him to the um, temple for for uh, for for baby dedication. And people were wondering what should they call the child or you know I think while he was at the temple or in the house that was when his mouth opened so you can imagine for the nine months of the pregnancy this high priest could not talk you can imagine a high priest that cannot talk <laughs> but I think anyways you know that I, I that's really amazing how did he preach for that must have been a very bizarre nine months for him but his mouth opened and you know that that became a testimony to the most high God but what struck me as I was reading this scripture this morning was that the Bible says that Zechariah and Elizabeth, they were righteous before God. That's verse 6. They were walking in all his commandments and in his ordinances and they were blameless. Hmm. It says also that they did not have any child and that they were barren. But when the angel comes, if the angel came and said, Fear not, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard and your wife, Elizabeth, shall bear a son. Now, what I want to know is that, does that mean that Zechariah continued to pray? for the child even when his body was elderly and he knew even when his mind was busy telling him that you're already old forget it you will die you don't have any children because for the angel angel gabriel to come and say your prayer is heard is, you know, meaning god didn't just come simply because he looked at zacharias and felt that oh this good zacharias you are righteous and see you you are a high priest and you don't have a child your wife too you are righteous you have followed me let me give you a child no angel gabriel came and said your prayer is heard so he came in response to the prayer finish and why it was that and this is an mm, thank you father for this because the question i will ask is that okay god so if you heard his prayer that means you heard it from the first time this man prayed this man and his wife they've been married for so many years why is it now that you answered their prayer yes he answered their prayer now or rather he manifested the prayer now because their son john was going to be a great man jesus testified of that john that amongst those that are born of women there is no greater than john the baptist god needed that child to be born in the fullness of time according to his purpose and look john the baptist could not go to any kind of house please can we understand because the way if i this is my first time really reading this scripture no wonder john the baptist was such a firebrand prophet he grew up in the house of people a mother and a father that were sold out to god the 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 record of them is that they were walking in all of the commandments and ordinances of the lord blameless blameless so you know what it means for, for for the bible to record that you are blameless both the husband and the wife those are the parents of john the baptist no wonder the man was a firebrand <laughs> john the baptist he told herod it's not lawful for you to have your brother's wife when he saw the uh, uh, the pharisees and whatever coming he said you generation of vipers who has warned you to flee from the world to come the man had no chill as in political correctness was not even in his dictionary he said it like it is firebrand prophet he was an old he had the spirit of the old testament prophets more like the elijah type of prophet you know that we call you know the, the god that answered by fire let him be god you know this kind of prophet he was like that kind of prophet but in the new testament um dispensation so the angel said angel gabriel said your prayer is heard zacharias must have been praying that prayer for a long time that's all I will say. He must have been praying it for a long time. 
and it means that he must have asked in prayer he must have believed that god will answer that prayer there must have been faith in that prayer prayer for god to have honored that prayer even though he still expressed a little bit of doubt when he spoke but either is the faith of his wife or the faith of himself there must have been something that made god answer that prayer but god heard his prayer even though the manifestation came much later than he would have preferred so for me when i say because it's a different thing for him to come and say like to mary he didn't tell mary your prayer is heard because mary was not praying for a child are, are you getting what i'm saying here prayer did uh, mary didn't ask for a son because you're not even married yet but these ones have been asking so the message to mary was different from the message to elizabeth the message to i mean to zacharias the message to zacharias was your prayer is heard and by the way you will bear a son his name is john then he now prophesied and told him all what john will be the purpose that god had for that son john i don't know what would have happened in the, in the interim maybe elizabeth and zacharias had to go through things you know for god to really know that they were people they had to be proven in their righteousness with god let god know that whether they have children they don't have children they will always follow and serve him because god needed to be careful about the kind of house that john the baptist will grow up in whatever the reason i don't know but all i know is that their prayer was heard and that it came at a time that even they had started doubting whether it would happen they were stricken and in old age so you know there's this common thing they say delay is not denial what i know for sure and i'm going to read a lot of other scriptures that testify to that is that when we pray god actually hears us the manifestation is what we are not we may not be able to predict when how but he hears for as many as are his children he hears he hears that prayer but sometimes many times there is a gap between when we pray that prayer and when the manifestation comes and there is i'll read some more scriptures that will explain to us what we what we need to do when we are faced with that gap so acts 1 13 to 15 says this is talking about the apostles after jesus had ascended back to heaven verse um, 13 to 15 starting from 13 says these all continue that's the apostles with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and mary the mother of jesus and with his brethren this was all of them now waiting for the promise of the um the of the holy spirit and it tells us that they were all in one place in one accord praying and with all the women when they say the women you know now all the women that you know the jesus crew women you know the um, the mary magda all of those ones you know the women that were there when jesus was crucified the women that went to the tomb you know you know them and it also specified that mary the mother of jesus was there and jesus's brother brethren so by that time they had now realized that this man was really who he said he was the messiah i really don't understand i i know mary always believed his brothers it took a while but apparently by this time they had gotten there they had become part of the disciples and they were also praying I guess because they must have seen him when he resurrected because i think jesus would have showed himself to them anyways whatever they had done that but the bible says they continued with one accord in prayer and supplication very important to note romans 1 9 
um, this is now Paul, and I'm going to read a series of scriptures where Paul is talking about prayer. So Romans 1.9, Paul said, So Paul says, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit, in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayer. So he was talking to the church in Rome, and he was saying that God is his witness, that you know, the God that he serves with the spirit in the gospel of his son, Jesus Christ, that without ceasing, he doesn't stop making mention of the church in Rome in his prayers. That he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. I believe that Zechariah and Elizabeth did not stop praying for a child. They didn't stop. Why will you stop when you still want the child that you have not got? They did not stop. There's a scripture that says that we should continue in well-doing because we will reap in due season if we do not faint. Whenever I read that scripture, I used to look at it in terms of hospitality. But later I realized one day that this do good that this scripture is saying, is talking about the work of faith. That if we do not faint in faith, either in believing for what we have prayed for or the things that we are looking to God for, that we will reap those things in due season if we do not give up or get discouraged. Zacharias and Elizabeth, they continue to pray for years. You can imagine. Years, years. Every every month, the wife waiting to see whether it has clicked. Years upon years upon years. They never stopped praying. And that's what Paul says too. Even concerning his own spiritual children. So Zacharias and Elizabeth were praying for physical, natural children. Paul was also praying for his spiritual children. Both of them did not stop. So, 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 I, you know, looking at this this morning, I, I, I seem to be, it seems to be coming to me that there is something about how to handle the interim between when I started to pray about something and when manifestation comes. And I know that the key, it appears that the key in between is to persist in that prayer. Is either you persist in prayer you persist in supplication or you persist in thanksgiving but there is you know that interim period is not a period to you understand to 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 drift away or you know okay the answer is not coming therefore i forget except it's not something that is very important to you and it's not something that only god can do because again you know i think another thing that has really come to me i will say at this time is when we are in those situations where it's only God that can do it, like Zechariah and Elizabeth, they knew it's only God that could give them a son. They knew. They knew a son of their loins, a son of their womb, or a child of their womb, of her womb. She knew it was only God. So when you are in those situations that you know it's only God that will do it, <laughs> better hold him well. Hold him as in hold him. Hold him. Acts 2 verse 4, and I think God himself wants you to hold him. So it's not even that you're not disturbing him. He actually wants it that way. Because that is when he will now, I think, begin to, you know, manifest his partnership. Now look for a way of bringing forth his purpose. And that's another thing about the Zechariah and Elizabeth story. God is always looking for a win-win. He's not going to give you something that is going to make you walk away from him. Well, you know, I mean, as in that will not be his intention. His intention is to give you a blessing that will bring you closer to him. And that was what he did with John the Baptist. And when I look at it now, honestly, John the Baptist could not have been born into an ordinary household. 
I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us whether um, Mary, um, Zacharias, and Elizabeth had other children after him, but he really needed to have been born in a house of people who knew that, who had already decided that God is Lord over their lives, and they were willing to allow their son to go on that prophetic life, never marry anybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so John the Baptist didn't marry you, you know. And at the end of the day, he ended up being killed in his 30s or so. So he couldn't have come to just any house. So God carefully chose the house that would understand the importance of the role and the life of the him that was supposed to be um, what Jesus described as um, him that, I mean, uh, um, um, you know, the forerunner of the gospel and, I mean, of, of, of the Messiah. And he, I think um, John the Baptist described himself as, I am he that... Um, it makes straight the way of the Lord. A voice crying in the wilderness or something like that. Hey, make straight the way of the Lord. You know, he was the forerunner of the Messiah. So Acts two forty one to forty three says, and this is I'm um, talking about them after the Pentecost. Verse forty one says, they that gladly received his word were baptized, and three thousand souls were added unto them the same day, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many signs and wonders were done by the apostles so the apostles continued steadfastly in the word of god and they called it the apostles doctrine then because i mean there was no written word of god so it was the epistles that the apostles that we have in written form they they were getting it as sunday messaging <laughs> messages and preaching so what the apostles were preaching ah man those people were powerful shall they were preaching what they had heard as in the word of god had taken such root in them Sure, the Holy Spirit was really doing something with those people. So, anyways, you know, so they were continuing in that doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Prayer was a very important part of the early church. A very, very important part. And that was why they were very powerful. So all of those things they were doing. And the Bible says in one day, three thousand souls were added unto them. And this is three thousand souls without television, without radio, you understand, no social media, just by standing in front of crowd and preaching. Old school way. 3,000 souls joined them. I think that was after the day of Pentecost. And the Bible says that many signs and wonders were done by this small group of people. They were just turning the whole community upside down. The whole world actually, because they even spread themselves all over the place. So Acts 12, when um, Herod now decided to, you know, take on serious persecution against the church, he actually then killed James, the brother of John, and took Peter and then imprisoned him. In verse 5, Peter was kept in prison. But the Bible records that prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God unto him. So the church continued to pray as the non-stop prayer for Peter. And guess what? God sent an angel to the prison to set Peter free. And even though he was um, um, he, he held in between, two soldiers were in the prison with him. You know, you know you're a dangerous prisoner eh? when they actually lock soldiers with you inside the prison. So it was not enough for them to put him in the prison and lock the door. They put soldiers, chained him... <laughs> To the to to the floor with soldiers sleeping left and right of him. You can imagine, as if he was a criminal. But that shows you how, you know, how much of a danger he was to the enemy, to the, to the devil, because he wanted devil wanted to kill that gospel. And God sent an angel to free him, to set him free. And then you know Peter then went to the to the church where people were, and those ones were even surprised to see him. They couldn't believe it, you know, that it was Peter. Some people say, no, it's not Peter, it's his angel, you know. For they say it's me, oh, you know, an angel. God sent an angel to me, and he freed me. But the church continued to pray. Mm-hmm.
continued to pray. He says, you know, that prayer was made without season for him. So I'm beginning to see that, particularly for those things, you know, and I'm not talking of, you know, prayer for things that don't matter. I mean those things in your life, you know, that really, really matter. That you know that it's only God that can do it for you. Please, don't stop praying. You know, there's a phrase we say in Nigeria, when we say in Christian circles, when we say, P-P-U, um, push, pray until something happens. It's very true. It's a scriptural-based um, acronym. The problem is that many of us, we give up. We believe that once nothing happens, you know, one day, two days, three days, three months, three years, you know, that means that God is not hearing. It's not true. Ha! It's the biggest lie. It's not true. God is working it out to you know in the fullness of time the only thing is that you and i we don't have the information of the calendar that god is working towards do you understand what i'm saying we, we don't know like zecharias and elizabeth and let me tell you the reason why their name is in the bible today is because they fell into the purpose of god there were many high priests in between the old testament and the new testament none of them was recorded god did not choose any of them to be the parents to john the baptist So God was proving their lifestyle, proving their commitment. And he gave them more than a son. Jesus said, of all the people born of the son of a woman, that there is none greater than Don the Baptist. Do you know what it means for the Prince of Peace, the Son of God, to say it? Forget all these riches that we see on the earth and natural billionaires, because we, don't, we, we can't even understand that God created all those things. So God himself is the billionaires of... You, you know, short, I don't know, uncountable owners of countable owners because he created all of that wealth that people are counting on the earth today. That God said that out of all the women, the children born of a woman, there is no one greater than John the Baptist. That's the son of, that God gave Zacharias and Elizabeth after praying for many years. But the angel said their prayer is heard. And there are so many examples. In fact, I realized that I didn't select one example. The one of the centurion that Jesus, um, when the apostles went to him, they said, ah, your prayers have ascended like a memorial unto the Lord. Even people who were not, you know, believers, God was still hearing those prayers. I honestly believe that anybody that, you know, calls out to God with a sincere heart, God will hear the person. How God will now bring his gospel and his word to that person, God will send people. Do you understand? But I honestly believe that anybody that calls upon the name of the Lord without even really knowing, this is my own belief for who he is or what he stands for. If it's, Even if it's that, you know, God will send people to, to fill the Jesus gap for you. You know what I'm saying? God will send people. Because he himself is looking for people that will worship him in spirit and truth. God is looking. So Romans 12, verse 10 to 12, he says, Be kind to one another in love, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. In fact, may God help all of us because it is this being able to persevere in prayer, even when things are not working out, is, is, is something that all of us need to learn. We just need to learn it. And I think it's, it's the difference between understanding that God does not operate in time. God operates eternity to eternity. You know, even though he knows he needs to do that thing within time, but the calendar is working to is different from the calendar you and I are working to. My own calendar is you don't understand. My calendar does not even know. I don't even know. You know, 
it's like somebody you know you can plan for instance now let me give you a typical example somebody may have had the chance to plan wedding in 2019 and 2020 maybe god according to his own calendar will have told you do it in 2019 you now tell yourself ah no 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 i can't do 2019 i don't have money but god knows that in 2020 <laughs> there's going to be corona and they're going to lock down all the churches and you're not going to be able to do any any wedding so you now decide that please let me uh, you know um you now um you you didn't do it in 2019 you are now not able to do it even in the 2020 and then price of everything has now gone up you will have done it with the little money you had and had a better wedding in 2019 to even deliver that 2019 value now you will spend twice or three times the amount in 2020 or 2021 that's the difference between working to god's calendar and working to your own calendar god has information that we do not have Anyway, I'm going to close right now and I, I almost, in fact, the way I, when I'm reading the scriptures now, the way I'm feeling now, what is coming to me now is I believe that God answers every prayer. But I believe that sometimes when we give up, we rece- we, we lose the opportunity to receive the prayer. It is def- then possible that I don't know what happens to the, you know, manifestation after that. Maybe if by grace or favor, maybe somebody else in the family may get it you know what i'm saying at some point i don't know i'm just you know there's no scriptural reference for that so don't quote me but i believe that god answers every prayer but not everybody receives that answer it is the faith that will put that answering he actually answers it he hears as if he hears every prayer let me know let me put that way he hears every prayer and he answers every prayer as well at least the ones that are done according to his will not the evil prayer like the people that will go and say god i want to rob please let me come back safely and you know that kind of prayer god is not here now we are going to steal do you understand so it's not those kind of prayers that our people pray those useless prayers you are committing sin asking god to bless your sin you should go to the other side to get that kind of blessing it's other one but the kind of prayer that is in line with god's will is you know righteousness and all that you pray that kind of prayer you're asking god for something that god is within god's promises to give God answers. He hears. I am very sure he hears. I believe that he also answers. I think what the difference between our receiving it here is patience and faith. Honestly, that's what I that's what I am beginning to realize even as I'm speaking now. That's what I'm beginning to realize. And for many of us, the patience to walk according to God's calendar, ah, it's already raw easy. It's not there at all. Sorry, excuse my whatever you as in you're not even you're not even it's not easy to even <clears throat> so most people we will not receive that answer because we do not have the patience. So we spend a lot of our time trying to work it out by ourselves, and you know, all sorts of things happen in the process. I will close with Romans 10.1. And really, you know, these things, this is not going to be one conclusive um, using because for all of us, this is a journey. You know, even me that I'm talking, you know, as in, I, I am one of the most impatient people, as in, I want God, when I pray, I want him to answer me now, as in now, now, you know, so this is, this is me still trying to reset my brain and my mind, you know, and it's not easy, it's actually not easy. But I think... I always say, if you are, if it's the thing that you know that you can do by yourself, then why are you praying? Go ahead and do it. Do you understand? Although for some of us, we've also learned that even those things we can do it by ourselves, still pray so that God can come out the way that I want. The outcome can be good. But for those things that you know that you cannot do, people cannot help you do, it's only God that will help you do it. Better hold him well. And you have to work according to his own terms. You know? It has to be that way. 
So Romans 10:1 says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. And when I look at it, God actually answered these prayers. And because you know, Bibleproject.com that I have been mentioning in other musings, which is a fantastic news um, Bible site explaining the word of God in visual, in videos and, and infographics, excellent storytelling. It's actually set up by people who are, you know, natural born, you know, Hebrew children, Jews, you know, people from, you know, um, of, of Jewish background. And some, and God, you know, one of them said, you know, they, they, their testimony is that they became followers of Jesus and they started, you know, interrogating into the Bible. And look at the excellent work that God has used them to do. So, yes, God has answered Paul's prayer. For the salvation of Israel, we are beginning to see it now in our time, and it will still happen. Even that salvation will still happen. But he prayed fervently while he was on earth that Israel as a nation will be saved. God heard that prayer, but it did not manifest. In fact, they, many of the people in Paul's time they were still killing them, so it didn't manifest in Paul's lifetime. But we are seeing manifestations in our time. And there will be fullness of manifestation in due season in God's time. So, First First Thessalonians five sixteen in closing says, "Rejoice always, re- rejoice evermore, for this is the will of God. Pray without season, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus surrounding you, concerning you." I think this is the key to what we do in between when we pray and when we receive. Rejoice evermore, continuing rejoicing. Whatever you need to do, whatever I need to do to stimulate my joy, let me continue to do it. Rejoice in the Lord always. I should give thanks in all circumstances. Not giving thanks in all circumstances means even when the prayer is not answered, even when things are not working, continue with a heart of thanksgiving with God. He says this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. I think for me what is most significant to learn about, I think Zacharias and Elizabeth's story is that they did not allow the barrenness or the fact that they did not have children. I hate using that word barrenness. I mean, you know, anyway, they did not allow that situation to stop them from following and walking in the commandments of the Lord. It didn't stop them. In fact, the Bible first talked about the fact that they were righteous and walking before it now went on to explain Elizabeth's situation. Because really in the scheme of things before God, that was not... You know, that was not an issue. The important thing was that they continued to walk in His commandments and they were blameless. They never blamed God. They never walked away from God. Even though their hope was delayed and deferred, they did not use it as an opportunity or an excuse or an opposition to begin to, you know, curse God or whatever. And that is why I guess the angel could come and say your prayer is heard. So let's all ask in prayer. And let's ask in prayer, believing. And in those moments, if there's a gap between when we ask and when we receive, let us rejoice. Let us continue to thank Him. And let us continue to pray. May the Lord help all of us in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. God bless you and have a wonderful day. In Jesus' name, amen.